edition of the Commerce Code Podcast, Commerce with a Conscience, how companies are making big investments in trade for good. I'm Dan Carell here in Minneapolis, and this is Commerce Code brought to you by DCA, the Digital Commerce Alliance. It is great to be with you. Well, according to the Wall Street Journal this week, consumer prices rose at the fastest pace in 30 years in September, while workers saw their biggest compensation boosts in at least 20 years, according to government data released last Friday. In ESG news, the foundation that oversees the International Accounting Standards Board said it has created a new body called the International Sustainability Standards Board to craft climate disclosure rules for companies as investors push for more standardized information. Today's show is part two of our previous episode, episode 69, which was all about commerce with a conscience or trade for good. In that episode, we explored how in the first six months of 2021, companies were increasingly focused on how they could harness the power of commerce to make the world a better place. Specifically, how companies involved in digital commerce are promoting trade for good. On today's show, we want to highlight a few more companies, some being Digital Commerce Alliance members, and how they're promoting causes that positively impact our society, and how those have demonstrated their commitment to the well-being of the world. Joining me on the show today is Becca Donahue, the producer of the Commerce Code podcast. Good morning, Becca. Good morning, Dan. How are you? Doing well. I'm looking forward to our conversation today and highlighting a few organizations that we think have been pretty successful in business, but also powerful forces for good. Me too. I'm really looking forward to it. And, you know, off the bat, Dan, I just wanted to ask, what are the ways that we are seeing digital commerce companies incorporating trade for good and in promoting commerce with a conscience? Yeah, well, previously, you you and Silvio had discussed three major ways that organizations have been promoting commerce with a conscience. That was in, in episode 69. So the dramatic increase in women and people of color on boards of directors. So at the governance level, the second thing was really the big push by big corporations to reduce wealth inequality in the U.S. And then the third thing was was the trend for big profitable companies to act a little more like nonprofits in their objective of addressing uh, the negative impacts of COVID-19 in particular. I think there's some interesting themes we want to pursue beyond those in this episode, which is we're still seeing companies making big investments in trade for good. And three big things that I would highlight are supporting local communities and local nonprofits and turning their attention locally, creating equal opportunities and trying to drive progress on big societal priorities. And then finally, supporting overall financial wellness and financial inclusion, which obviously is of particular interest, I think, to our listeners and to people in the financial services and digital commerce industries. Absolutely. Those are really great examples. And since we last recorded an episode around this topic, these issues are becoming much more significant and conventional. Yeah, I would really agree with that. I mean, I'd like to just start by diving into the topic of supporting local communities and nonprofits. And, you know, I'd mention one of our newest DCA members, it's Sam's Club, which I think everybody knows. And, and since their inception, Sam's Club and its affiliates have given back to local communities. And for each of the last five years, Sam's Club has donated around $1.4 billion globally in grants and in-kind donations. And they also team up with local nonprofits to get supplies that those nonprofits need. So the way they think about their philanthropic support is it really covers three areas. So creating opportunities, 
enhancing sustainability and then strengthening communities. And in addition, they've taken on a specific focus on supporting the black community across the country and supporting U.S. jobs. And those are some of the main ways that they're thinking about promoting their conception or how they think about trade for good. We're very proud to have Sam's Club as a Digital Commerce Alliance member and everything that they're doing in this space. And supporting overall financial wellness and inclusion has also been a key issue where corporations, especially commerce companies, are trying to make a change. Absolutely. And we see so many different ways of coming at trade for good, as we've called it. I think that we're part of the process here we're going through is just discovering what it means for different organizations. And so, you know, we talked about Sam's Club a second ago, the things that they're doing that I think are naturally in their space. I, I'd shift over it and recognize Vantage Score. And for those who listened to the last podcast episode, we'll recognize Vantage Score. We discussed them at greater length there, but they were developed as a collaborative effort by Equifax, Experian, and Trans. Transunion to develop a market leading credit scoring model. And Vantage Score is able to score 96% of consumers over the age of 18, including millions whose access to mainstream financial services historically has been limited, but has really been cracked open by Vantage Score. And so, you know, that's a data and a technology play that was natural, I think, in that space. But it took the collaboration of those big organizations, Equifax, Experian, TransUnion, to open it up by creating Vantage Score and creating a new angle. And we think they just play a vital role in making credit markets more accessible without lowering risk standards and creating opportunities for lenders as a result of simply having better data science. Yeah, last episode was a great one and we learned a lot more about Vantage Score. But the last issues I wanted to cover and recognize in today's episodes are creating equal opportunities and driving progress on societal priorities. Yeah, I mean, obviously, 2020 and 2021 have been dominated by those news lines, you know, and those issues. And so we've got several companies in mind to think about who's doing this and how they're doing it. Bank of America, key player here, and really they're guided by a common purpose to try and help make financial lives better. But they've also committed themselves to really drive progress on social priorities and things like poverty, hunger, education, affordable housing. So just fundamentals across the economy. And they've recently responded to current issues too, like providing loan payment deferrals and PPP loans during the pandemic, as well as funds to create opportunities for people of color, specifically related to health, jobs, skill development, housing, small business support. So for an organization that has a footprint, as the name suggests, right across the whole country, they've taken on, I think, a big load and maybe appropriately big load for them in terms of their vision of what they want to do. Another one I'd mention again, that has just an enormous footprint and presence is on just about every street corner, right, which is Walgreens. And Walgreens has done a lot to try and create equal opportunity through their hiring, you know, hiring individuals with disabilities, for example, and other hiring initiatives, then also just making a series of other efforts to nurture a diverse and inclusive organization. And then also efforts around health consistent with what their organization is ultimately about, focusing on the health, not only of their employees, but of their communities. These are some really remarkable companies that we've highlighted today that are prime examples of enforcing commerce with a conscience. And here at DCA, we're always covering these trends at our conferences, webinars, and on this podcast, as well as social media. Yeah, I mean, coming up just next week, 
is our last virtual conference of 2021, all about commerce with a conscience. Uh, we're looking forward to it. So this is set to take place on Tuesday, November 9th. And we'll have the privilege of hearing a, a little more in depth from some of the companies that we talked about today, among them Walgreens, Bank of America, and then Vantage Score. And we'll hear from some others in addition to that. I'm excited to host the conference around that topic as DCA continues to provide just some new ways for leading companies to engage and collaborate around some of these trends. So share some ideas and maybe figure out how to work together on some things. Now, Dan, just stepping back and looking at the big picture, what's your sense of where digital commerce is headed in the next few years on these matters? You know, I'm, I'm an economics geek uh, and I have been for a long time and I get excited about industries and what they're able to do for people. I, I think very often the big progress really happens in the fundamentals of how a market works and in some of the details. And so what I mean by that here is lowering transaction costs is a huge part of access for people and increasing access for folks. And so, you know, the, the power of digital commerce is to continue to lower the barriers to entry for people to have access to financial services, to have access to banking, to be able to make payments. You know, it might be micro payments, it might be smaller, it might be making it easier to make payments across borders. A lot of the things that middle and upper income people take for granted are surprisingly difficult and they're real impediments to getting an education and impediments to getting a job. And digital commerce has an incredibly transformative possibility ahead of it, where as an industry, we can move forward and simply open doors to people that, you know, we don't think of those doors as being closed. We take for granted that we have access to these things. But my long term vision, especially if we look a few years down the road and then further, is a world where if we think about how accessible computer technology was to the average person or to like a low income person, let's say uh, 10 or even 20 years ago, and the fact that now globally you have smartphones at a very high rates of penetration, even in lower income strata, even in developing countries, you're talking about putting enough power in somebody's hand. You know, they might make $5,000 a year, but they've got enough power in their hand to launch a space shuttle, right? In one of those smartphones. And then bringing to that smartphone an ecosystem that at a very low level of transaction cost at a high rate of accessibility can allow them to take out loans, even make loans to transfer money to family members. This kind of stuff that's surprisingly difficult to do even today, that can be really transformative. And by the way, open up an absolutely enormous global market for the players in this industry. So that's what I get excited about. That's in addition to all the stuff that we're talking about here in the podcast and on the conference. But it's also a huge opportunity and a global one in addition to being a, a local one. Definitely. And we're all really looking forward to exploring these issues more at next week's conference. So for more information about the conference, Commerce with a Conscience, and to register, you can visit digcomall.org. For the Digital Commerce Alliance, take care of yourself and take care of each other. This is Dan Carell signing off. 